1: find us on itunes spotify youtube and at toddhancock.ca
0: ben what's going on buddy long time no see how are you i'm good man how are you very good thank you thank you yeah it's been it's been a long time since i've talked to anybody uh with blackstone cherry so uh so you're up to speed i think it was probably like 11 years ago probably now like 10 or 11 years back you guys came to Vancouver and did a show called The Rock Report on Fox. Do you remember that? I think I remember that, yeah. Y- yeah, and you guys played, like, Rain Wizard and another song, and it was, like, dude, it was so deadly. Like, I was always a fan of your band up until that point, but, like, man, I've been preaching the gospel.
1: Oh, thank you, man.
0: Thank since you. that day, man. Like, I, I, I'm just a – like, it was such a, a rad, rad day. Um, thank you for that. It, yeah, you bet. And, you know, I've – uh you know over the years i i've not 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 tried to get you guys on but um a mutual friend of ours uh dave brenner from theory of a dead man
1: yeah great guy
0: yeah he's a great guy he's like one of my best buds uh he's like you know i i know those guys i know those boys right like i could probably get somebody on and it i just never really pressed him to get him to uh you know to to follow up with him dave says hey by the way
1: nice yeah we'll we'll see uh, those guys tomorrow actually we're playing with him in wisconsin
0: that's right. Yeah. 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 Cause he was like, uh, I was like, well, dude, you should, uh, you should jump on and, and like, you know, crash the, uh, crash the interview on zoom. Yeah. And he's like, Oh dude, I'd love to, but I'm flying. So otherwise Dave would be crashing the, uh, the zoom today. But, um, uh, yeah, he's playing a show with you guys, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. Be good. Yeah, man. Those guys are rad too, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, texting with Dave, he was say he said, uh, bring up, uh, Ben's, what is it called again? Surf Monster? You had a merch oh, yeah. company and, and something happened with Yeah. Monster so, Energy? What was that?
1: In 2020, um, you know, we obviously we had nothing to do. Yeah. Uh and we realized all the all of our touring was going away due to the pandemic. So um I'm not one of these people. I can't just sit around and not do anything, you know. Um, I always have to have my mind stimulated to do something. So I'd wanted to a uh an apparel brand for a long time even before the pandemic i just didn't have time to dedicate to it you know because it that takes some tlc mm-hmm. and uh so i say i looked at my wife and i said look but if, if we're not going to be touring then I, i'm gonna i'm gonna take some time and and invest into this so yeah it, it's essentially it was a clothing line um we love the beach and uh you know jimmy buffett and bob marley all that i, I, I love that the whole lifestyle and this, the surf culture and just being on the water. Yeah. So we started in 2020, we called it surf monster. And, uh, we, uh, it was last year, um, we were getting some, we applied for our trademark and we kept getting this pushback, um, from a certain energy drink company who didn't like us using the word monster. That's and, crazy, uh, right? Like what? Yeah, you, can,
0: you, don't, you don't own yeah, I, that word.
1: It's unbelievable. So I went to our attorney who helped us set up our LLC and stuff. And he said, oh, this will be easy fix. You know, I'm just going to go back to them and explain that you guys are selling T-shirts. You're not selling drinks. You know, he said it should go away. Yeah. And they fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And uh, so much so that where we had to send in all this stuff and and it it was just got too crazy. And I said, you know what? Um, Because he said, he said, man, you can probably fight this. Tooth and nail, and probably win. He said, "But it's going to cost you a lot of money to go huh. up and fight." No, and I said, "Man, I'm not going to waste my time trying to prove to them that I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a threat." You You're know, a threat. Yeah,
0: exactly. I said, yeah.
1: I said, "I'm just going to rebrand it and and just look at it as a godsend, a silver lining that I can rebrand it and kind of expand now and, and do different stuff, not just beach stuff." So mm. that's kind of what that is. So now we're called Sunny and Stoked, which essentially okay. it's the same vibe, but. Um, it's not just beach oriented; it's all kind of outdoor lifestyle stuff.
0: Right on, right on. Well, say hey, Dave. Uh, say hey to Dave for me. I haven't seen that guy in person for years. He, you know, used to live in Vancouver, but now he's moved away, so I haven't seen him for for years. But say, say hey to Dave for me, if you see. I will. That. And and how good does it feel to like be back playing music in front of your fans? And you know, like what a, what a oh. crazy couple of years, hey? Eh?
1: Yeah, it feels amazing. I mean. Um, I think the fans are feeling that too more than ever. You know, when we first took when concerts first came back around, I think people were like reality check going, Wow, we didn't realize how much you missed this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so it's been a really good reality check, I think, not only for bands that might have, you know, gotten a little too jaded out there, and now they get, you know, when it gets taken away from you, you kind of realize what you had. So and fans too are appreciating the live experience again, even more so now than ever. So um, mm-hmm. It was an unfortunate wake-up call, maybe, uh, but it, it's all good. We're we're just glad to be back and doing it,
0: right? And so, what was the approach then for for Blackstone Cherry? Like, you know, was there a game plan once they announced the closures? There's no touring. You you can't go to weddings. You can't go to funerals. Like lockdown and all that shit. Was there a game plan, or you guys just kind of crashed through it as as you're going?
1: We kind of. Uh, I mean, we had we had just finished recording our album the human condition right at the top of the the lockdown that was okay. around March. we got out of the studio so we were sitting on music and you know and you know couldn't do, do anything about it but right. we still just released the album in october of 2020 um just because we were like we know we can't go out and fully tour it this year to support it but we had to have something to look forward to we yeah. couldn't just sit on music
0: forever sure dance that- too right like we yeah. want something too right
1: yeah and at that point, too, there was no answer on when it was going to open up. So I was like, we could be sitting on this thing for two years. So I was like, screw it. Let's just put it out in the fall and give our fans something. And it gives us something to look forward to. And um, so that's what we did. And then we ended up, we played a few shows at the end of 2020. We went out and did some shows in Florida with Steel Panther, which was great. And then, <laughs>
0: That's great. Those guys are awesome. Man.
1: It was awesome. And then... We just uh, slowly but surely in 2021, just kind of inching back out there. We, we were like one of those bands that was like, if anybody's booking shows, we'll go do it. Like, let's go, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah that was our game plan. Luckily, we had at least an album to to look forward to during the, the bulk of the pandemic, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And and do you, do you remember your first show back, like where it was, and, and like just the craziness and the energy of the fans and stuff?
1: Yeah, the first show back was October – 20th of that year and it was in our hometown um there's an organization in our hometown called entertain glasgow because i I live in glasgow kentucky okay and uh they did an outdoor event like a pod style show you know Mm. um and they did it and man it was just that was our first show we hadn't played a show since february and we've never gone that long without playing a show or something you know february to october that was just insane uh because the last show was february anyway um So yeah i remember our hometown it was just like you couldn't get anybody it was like it was like a cloud nine experience like you just couldn't come down from that feeling you know we felt it the the people that came came out to the show it was like thank you thank you know it was just a a great experience you know um and i remember that night i was just i was wide awake i I just was so excited even afterwards i you know and i was like man it was a testament to how much i love performing and how much we all love it you know just to get that little taste of it again, it was
0: it was awesome. Right, right, and like you say, you know, you take that for granted too, right? Like not only as fans, but as performers, you take that for granted. You're able to take the stage, you know, give to your your following. Like, yeah, absolutely, like crazy, man. Yeah, and and why is it? Do you think that, uh, or at least I've read and and heard interviews from you guys and stuff. Why is it do you think that that Blackstone Cherry is typically, um, like, I guess. I don't want to say does better, but for a lack of better words, like why do you guys do better? Do you think in like the UK and Europe and stuff rather than here in North America and the States and Canada?
1: Yeah. You know, that's a million dollar question. We've been asked that a lot, but I don't know. I think the, the fact that we just went over there with no, um, preconceived notion of what to expect. The first time we went over there was 2007 and, um, we were, nervous and you know gullible to anything never been out of the country yeah. and uh section of canada um but i mean like as far as like getting on a plane of flying over an ocean sure. and then so we just went over there and did our thing we weren't you know we weren't really trying to to impress or do anything like that And i think the fans saw that i think they appreciated that that we weren't coming over there trying to look and sound like an English band just because we're touring in England and we weren't doing anything that was currently happening at that time that might've been popular. We just went and did it and uh, it just caught on. And I think that um, we kept going back and back and back and investing into that territory. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well as, you know, um, I know a lot of bands will go over there and play a festival or do a tour and then they won't go back for like two or three years. And Mm -hmm. for us it was continue to go back and nurture something that we believed in. And I think the fans and promoters appreciated that as well. And God bless them, man. They've been by our side and and have given us some incredible opportunities. And um, yeah, the exact answer, I don't know why, but we're you know we're just going to go with it.
0: Yeah, totally right. I mean, ultimately, who cares where the fans are? Just play for where they are, right? And and it's also you know talking with bands over the years, not only just this podcast, but through my time at Sea Fox and, and all my radio stuff, like twenty years there. It it seems like that European crowds there's something about them as well. It's like yeah. they rush the North American. It's like, what is it? What do they just like more than us? Like, what is it? Lifestyle? Exactly. Right.
1: It's the way of life over there. Like, well, rock is still rock is still king over there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, pop music and all that stuff like that is huge over there too. But like rock is still not that it's not here, but it's never not been like relevant. And the number one thing over there, you know, mm. um, there are certain country artists even that are huge here that you can mention their name to somebody over there. And they're like, never heard of them. Who, you know, who, and I'm talking like big name artists that are, you know, stadium artists here, but just yeah, over there are like, give me white snake. You know, it's like, that's just a, a culture. And uh, I think that's really cool. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same. Hey, what's the biggest show you, you guys have ever played? Um,
1: Download festival in England in 2018. Yeah. We supported Guns N' Roses, and there was a little over 100,000 people.
0: Holy shit. It, is that hard to live in a moment like that?
1: Yeah, it felt like being in outer space for a minute, or like riding a roller coaster. Where you have all these nerves and anxiety leading up to the performance. Like The the whole day, it was just like, you know, the whole day felt like waiting in line to get on a, a roller coaster ride. You know, just the excitement, also the, the nerves, and then totally. you go up to the show, and before you know it, it's done. It was like an out-of-body experience. It's like, whoa, it's, that 45 minutes just went by, or that hour just went by like that, you know? Yeah. You're ready to get in line and go do it again. So it was it was, it was, was pretty surreal.
0: Yeah, you know, problem with school, like you go through the motions almost. It's like when you get in a car, right? Like you get in a car and you drive a specific route all the time and you're like, holy shit, I'm already here. You didn't even realize because you're listening to it. an interview or you heard a song you like on the radio and you, you kind of got involved in that and then and the driving just took off on its own like would you say sure. it's of the same sort of thing
1: yeah absolutely once you get up there and we kick into the first song it's kind of off to the races a little bit yeah. the, the nerves start to calm down a little bit because you're all doing you're all in it together at that point you know um so yeah once once the set starts um yeah then you're just kind of i wouldn't say go through the motions or because we don't like to phone it in but you do no, no. you get regimen you know what i mean yeah like, okay sure. what we do now we're here
0: you know Mm. hmm mm-hmm. And isn't somebody from the band related to one of the Kentucky Headhunters? I remember that from, yeah. from your time at Seafox.
1: Yeah, our drummer, uh, John Fred, his dad and his uncle both play in the Kentucky Headhunters.
0: That's incredible, Yeah, man. It's cool, man. And and so what's a bottle of ski? Doom miss walker, <laughs> right? You got s- slaw burger fries, bottle of ski. Yeah. What's a bottle of ski?
1: It's a popular drink in our area. Um, it's like a, it's a citrusy drink. Um, I would say not like, I guess you could put it in the Mountain Dew family, but it's got more of a zing to it. It's got more of a, like a, a citrus burn, you know, it's, it's really good. I mean, people like, I mean, stores around here can't keep it in stock, you know, but because it's a local thing to our area too. So it's bottled in a town called Greensburg, Kentucky, which is probably 20 miles from here. Um, and it's just always been a local drink to Southern Kentucky. And yeah, so uh, I know the headhunters have been asked that all out their career. Like, what is ski? And then oh, people totally. try to want to taste it, you know?
0: What the hell is a bottle of ski? So, yeah. and how long have you known the guys in the band then? Like since little kids or high school? How how, how far does it go back for you guys?
1: We just celebrated our 22nd anniversary last week on June wow. 4th. Wow. Um, we started in 2001. Um, Chris, Chris and I were 15 years old
0: and uh see the other like went to high school and shit together
1: yeah those those guys went to school together and i lived in the next town over okay on at on chris's the day before chris's birthday we met um and they'd already been kind of jamming together and then i met them i was looking for dudes to play in a band with they were looking for somebody else to add to their little jam group you know um and because we were all at the same age wanting to dedicate our lives to music, you know, and it's hard to, to find 15 year old dudes and kids that want to do that. You know, like dedicate your life to something versus going out to the movies or going to party. You know what I mean? We, that wasn't even our thing. Our thing was just let's lock ourselves in a house and write some songs. Um, and we all, had the, we all had the same mindset. And then the day after we met, we formed the band.
0: Wow. So music's always been prominent in your life, then, obviously. Yeah. And what yeah. did, what what did you grow up around? What are the bands you're you're growing up listening to? Like your parents playing and stuff. Um,
1: my the biggest influence for me of all time is Elvis Presley. Still is to this day. I'm a huge Elvis fan.
0: What did you think of uh, that movie?
1: I loved it. I saw it. I can't. Incredible. Hey? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. But uh, and then my favorite band uh, is Aerosmith. Okay. So those two things were really the things that catapulted me and really inspired and pushed me to.
0: To want to do this that's cool and so how old were you do you think for like your first serious band where like i'm doing this as, as a job was it 15? um
1: yeah 15 i mean i was in some other bands before our band started but it was the same thing over and over like you, you you're together you're you're playing for a couple of weeks in somebody's basement but then the, the interest starts to fade for some of the other you know what i mean they're like i don't want to do this anymore it sounded cool but for me I was like come on what are we doing so I never <laughs> thought meet any other guys my age that wanted to to do that and yeah. they in the same thing so it's kind of like a Cinderella story the way that we it all came about you know and the fact that we live so close to each other um so yeah it was always like the number one thing for us
0: yeah maybe you should write a song called glass slipper
1: yeah you yeah, yeah good idea just,
0: just saying um uh first concert? I don't I think I asked you this last time. I mean, like I said, it was ten years ago. But what was your first concert?
1: First concert, my first big official concert uh was Aerosmith in uh nineteen
0: ninety seven. Wow. In uh, Nashville Tennessee. So ninety uh what what album would have that been touring, do you know? Nine lives. Nine lives, okay, like uh Pink.
1: And Falling in Love's Heart on the Knees and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great songs on
0: there. What's some of their best stuff do you think?
1: I love everything Aerosmith. I mean, I get in certain moods sometimes. I'll listen to a lot of the 70s Aeros, Obviously, like Toys in the Attic and Rocks are just incredible albums. Right. Um, um, and Get Your Wings. And then I'll get into the mood where I want to go to the 80s era and listen to the classics, you know, like, you know, um, uh, Pump and Permanent Vacation.
0: Yeah. You know? Dude, the permanent Vacation was like, you know, it, w- it was such as just a – you know, it was almost like clear you just restarted that band right like yeah, that was the, Massive. that was
1: their mega comeback you know yeah. loving it later and
0: uh Jamie's yeah.
1: well, um yeah just, got a gun I, yeah jamie has got a gun fantastic songs but one of my favorite albums to them this day is get a grip which that came out in
0: 1993 and that's but like that, eat the Rich but, and all that
1: it was like a greatest hits album crying crazy ain't uh eat the rich uh you know amazing yeah. There's so many great songs on that album.
0: So many, yeah. And what what still stands out from your uh, your first concert seeing them?
1: I remember just staring um, at them on stage, but then also transporting myself, thinking, "Wow, they're this is so cool because they're playing this show, then they're getting on a bus and they're going to another place, and they're going to do it again." Then they're gonna do it again. I was just—I was like, "What's going on backstage right now?" I, those are the kind of things that were in my mind that I was so interested in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want—I wanted that lifestyle. That's what—that's what I—that's what, what I dreamt of, you know. And so, um, not only taking in the show and just being enthralled that I was looking at these famous musicians on a stage, but also like, what's going on afterwards, you know? W- yeah. Where are they going to be tomorrow? It's—I I love that.
0: Right, and now you're living that lifestyle. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New album for Blackstone Cherry called Screaming at the Sky out September 29th. Yeah. Obviously written over the pandemic years. Um, After releasing.
1: We wrote the majority of this on the road. I'd say last year. We were on the road a lot. And uh, when we're out there doing that, um, we write a lot in the back of the bus or at Soundcheck, you know. Hmm. Um, So that's where a lot of it came up with. uh, Because, Hmm. you know, we know we have to have an album ready at some point, but we're also touring that we kind of have to do two, two duties, you know, do the live show and work. Um, yeah. So we just wrote a lot of it then. And, uh, we didn't pull from the well really on anything. You know, we didn't want to, we wanted everything to be fresh and new and exciting. And, um, yeah, I, I'm just super, I'm super, super proud of this album. I, I think people are just going to, I mean, I hope that they're going to love it. I know we do.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, man. The, the songs you've released so far, uh, our out of pocket is such a fucking rad song, dude. Like, thanks. We crowd. That's such a great song. Does the Tina Turner, uh, what's love got to do with it? Does that, does that make the album?
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a bonus track for the album. We recorded that last June. Yeah. And I uh, had no real intention of releasing it this early. Well, I mean, like I said, it was, it was going to be, it was a bonus track. So it'll be, it'll be on like a deluxe edition of the album. And then with the, uh, unfortunate passing of her, um, we talked to our management and they were like, what if we released this as a tribute, you know, and did it in a respectful way and and donated our portions to domestic violence. So that's kind of where this came about. We didn't want to do it on the right on the coattails of her of her passing. But we also wanted to put it out as a tribute and say, hey, thank you for great music. We obviously did this before, you know, we before you passed away. So We were fans before. We're not just trying to cash in. We're not cashing in anyway. Cause we're donating our money. But we didn't want to get uh, notoriety off of someone's death, you know, because. So that's, that's why we want to put it out in a respectful manner.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've been banging that here at the house. Um, The first time I played it, my wife's like, what, what is going on? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's, it's Blackstone Cherry covering Tina Turner. You guys do do a great job of that. Uh, Dude, fair to say that you've had an incredible career thus far and it continues to keep going. Could you pick like one career highlight or is it just way too hard?
1: It is tough because I think it's. I mean, I'm blessed to say that we've had several, but I would say one show that we did as in the last few years that we really wanted it was a bucket list venue was when we played the Royal Albert Hall, oh. and and we filmed a DVD yeah. of that because we knew like, hey, if we're playing here, we, I want this has to be recorded. Um, we've wanted that venue for years, and it's such a hard venue to get into. The, the process to be able to play there is just it's crazy, and um it really wasn't. I mean, I don't know i think it's just because if it's it's such a prestigious place and that you know the waiting list is years long and um the fact that we were able to do it was just amazing and what's cool is we played it um september of 2021 and the night before we were there playing our show uh, sorry my dog's going crazy no, um, night-
0: can't, honestly can't even hear him. okay
1: fine. yeah then we played our show they did the new james bond movie premiere at the same venue so like daniel craig and all these celebrities were there and then we rolled in the next day and it was like this is just crazy to think about like that's the kind of venue it was you know and it was like this is yeah. just it was another one of those out of body experiences too my family came over to see it. it it was just really fun
0: that's cool yeah that's i mean it's tough to pick highlights but uh that's a pretty cool highlight for sure yeah 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 uh, all right. I, I don't know. I honestly, I'm not sure how much time I've got with you. So I, I've got a bunch of more questions. If you're cool, sticking around for a bit. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's get outside of music then and kind of get to know you a little bit here. What are you binge watching right now?
1: We just finished Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, we love Ted Lasso. Yeah. We finished, uh I'm going to take my, my, he wants water. He's going to keep. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We finished Daisy Jones and the six. We liked that. And then, um, uh, Other than that, we watched a cool show called Shrinking. Um,
0: Oh, I've heard about that.
1: It was really good. It's got Harrison Ford and Jason Segel in it. It's a really, really cool show. Okay. Um, But now we've got to find something else to watch.
0: um, because we Have you watched Succession?
1: I I was getting ready to say Succession is, is next on the list because... It's, I don't have a day man. without hearing somebody talk about that show.
0: Yeah, man. And I I almost like 90% of the people I talk to on this podcast and you know, I talk to hundreds a year. Um I I usually ask this question cuz I'm, you know, I'm genuinely curious about what, you know, people do beyond what they're known for, right? Sure. And like, man, as of late in the last like 6 months, 8 months a year or so, like everybody says Succession.
1: Yeah. It's unbelievable. And I know it's got the Kieran Culkin in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the guys on the road with us has been talking about it forever. So I think that'll be the next one we, we sit down and start to watch.
0: Yeah, man, it is so good. And uh, same for the uh, uh, what's the Kevin Costner?
1: Oh, Yellowstone.
0: Yellowstone, man. Is, oh,
1: yeah. He, we adore Yellowstone
0: Dude, that. I'm the succession kind of reminds me of Yellowstone, but set in the business world. Right. Gotcha. you. Yeah, it's okay. very it's very cool. How about all the superhero stuff? Like, do you like all the the X Men, Batman, Superman, Deadpool, Wonder Woman? You like that world?
1: I love Deadpool. Uh, I, I don't. Fo- I mean, as a kid, I and I still do. Like, I always see the Batman. You know, all that stuff. I really like the. obviously Michael Keaton's, but I like the Val Kilmer and George Clooney era. Um, yeah. But I haven't I haven't followed up. There's, I feel like there's just too many there's Marvel or- movies now. It's yeah. like it's which over- one? of cool. am- it's like fast and furious it's like hard to keep up with it's like <laughs> it's nah, i don't ha- i don't have the money to keep up with this but uh yeah so i hadn't all knows as much
0: yeah Wh- which superpower would you want to have um i don't know i'm trying to think i guess as
1: a kid i would i love i love the batman thing just because it was two different oh, worlds yeah. you know what i mean like you could be yourself and then I mean Superman was kind of the same deal, but Batman always had the cool car and the Bat Cave and it was just kind of a vibe. Yeah. So
0: I, yeah. I
1: had to be one, I'd probably be Batman,
0: you know. <laughs> That's a good choice. Uh you have have you ever had any shitty jobs?
1: Growing up, um I mean, I wouldn't say there were there were jobs I didn't like at the time. Um I worked at a factory one time just pushing boxes through a conveyor, you know, and it was easy work, but it's just so you know it's
0: just boring like oh dude. So that,
1: and then yeah. I did work at our uh, state park one year and maintenance and it was really cool. Cause right on the lake. Hmm. And, uh, but, uh, you had to weed eat and mow yards every day and pick up dead animals, which that wasn't a cool part about it, but it was fun being at the lake every, every day of the summer, yeah.
0: you know? Yeah. 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 But
1: <laughs> at the top of my head, looking back, I was like, yeah, that's not that bad.
0: You know? Yeah. True enough. Um, uh, hey recommend a a rock autobiography do you read those uh, styles of books
1: yeah um i have joe perry's um book that i'm i need to read i've been reading i'm a huge jimmy buffett fan Mm. Um, and i've got i've been reading his book too uh, um what's that now
0: so i I was gonna say boy he's he's like the epitome of like look what one big song can do for your life
1: it's unbelievable i mean he's a he's a billionaire off of one song one song yeah, how you can brand that, and you know, he's, he's just—I love Buffett, but I've been reading his book. He's got several books out, but I love, I love his life. <laughs> you know, I, I live vicariously. My think.
0: its almost like uh, uh, Sammy Hagar from Van Halen, yeah. kind of. He, he kind of yeah. takes tears a page out of that as well. Like, yeah. if he's not, if he's not on tour, he's down in uh, Cabo San Lucas and he's toes in sand and you know, all that yeah. kind of shit, right? It's pretty cool.
1: Smart, they're smart for sure.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, so the, the 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 Joe Perry autobiography is called what?
1: It's called Rocks.
0: Rocks. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's called Rocks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, rocks. Yeah.
1: My life in and out of Aerosmith, I think, is what the subtitle is. But uh, okay. I need to start that. But I, I've got like a page or two. I, I'm a terrible reader, though. Like, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll bad myself, man. Put down and
0: like then read. You know what I mean? Yeah, get also like, where was I? And I can't remember yeah. what it was. I got to read like three, four pages to catch up. Like, I'm bad yeah. I'm myself too. Yeah, yeah. Um, aliens? Do you think that they've visited? Do you think maybe they live among us?
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't go down the rabbit hole. Uh, if you were talking to our drummer right now, he would definitely go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and I was effectively.
0: Yeah. And Um, people, people do though, right? Like there's certain things like you jump on YouTube, I'm going for a ride, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be, you know, I don't know if it's like what we think is these dudes like take me to your leader stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but I don't know. There's gotta be some life out there. Surely somewhere,
0: you know, I I don't know. Big, Big galaxy, big solar system. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. I'll ask you a couple more uh, questions Ben we'll wrap it up we will respect your time here I can cool. shoot the shit f- for the rest of the day if you like <laughs> yeah. uh are you a big sports fan who, yeah who, I love who, the
1: uh love the Cincinnati Reds um I like college basketball Kentucky Wildcats
0: yeah yeah so are you- are we teams in this house for sure are you watching any of the NHL playoffs you give a shit about that or no
1: i never – my wife's been to – she saw the, the Predators play a couple of years ago and loved it, but I've never been to a hockey game. i, I got to do that. Really? I, I don't know. i, I got to do that. I feel bad for not doing it because uh, I know I love it, but Both otherwise, no. I- it.
0: Yeah, it's great. And ha- how's the golf game? Because I know a lot of, like, guys yeah. in theory, man, those 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 boys can play, man.
1: I love golf, and I haven't gone in a long time just because of our schedule. Um, and I don't like going out there and, like, being stressed and knowing that I've got to. Do something else or be somewhere else. Like you know what I mean. That's the worst thing. I'm, if you're gonna play golf, you need to have like nothing else to do for a little while. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't yeah, want to go yeah. out and start pushing and be like, "Well, I gotta get out of here." and Let me, like, you know, can you start? You stop giving a shit and you know True, you're not
0: really nothing ready. like pushing your game and then suddenly sucking even worse than you should.
1: Yeah, but uh, I, I love playing golf. It's totally relaxing.
0: Yeah, same. I've been. I haven't been for a while. It's, you know, COVID and fucking everything else. But uh, yeah. all right, and last one. I want you to tell us a near death story. Where you're like, holy shit! I could have just died there.
1: Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, it was February. My wife and I were driving to Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is about 30 minutes from here, and uh, it, we just had a big snow and uh, the snow, snow and ice. And the snow had, was melting, you know, and it was gone, but it's still really cold out. So there was some still ice, like on tops of people's cars, and we're on the interstate, cruising along, and this car like this jeep suv comes in front of me when they come in front of me this huge piece of ice slides off the, the top of their car right and i remember looking at it and it was like it was, i mean we're talking a gigantic chunk of ice and it was like twirling in the air and before i could even do anything it hit my windshield driver's side shattered my windshield i'm on the interstate and uh i i panicked so i pulled off to the left which is Not the right spot to be when you need to, because trucks are flying by me, you know, but I knew I had to get off the road because I couldn't see anything. Uh, I was in total shock. I remember looking at my, I was shaking. There was glass in my mouth. um, And we were, we were both covered in glass. And uh, anyway, called the police and they had to tow us off the road. And uh, I remember thinking at that point, if that, if my glass um, had cracked anymore, I could have been impaled. You know, by that by a piece of ice, and I was like, "This is wow. unbelievable." I, mean, I was shook to my core. Holy yeah, shit! Posted, dude. If you get on my Instagram or something, if you have Instagram, I posted photos. If you scroll back, you'll. See I posted okay. photos as like an awareness thing, like, "Hey, yeah, you know, get the 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 tops of your cars, people, because as this starts to melt, that ice is still frozen." You know, and especially like coming off semi trucks, you just hear about these crazy you know final destination type accidents
0: sure yeah sheets of ice just
1: yeah slicing through butter especially when your car's going you know 70 75 miles an hour and it comes off and it hits your windshield but thank god for dodge windshields because they were strong enough to not bust right through but it was completely shattered
0: (laughs) nice this part of the podcast brought to you by dodge yeah right Ben, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys are no easy problem. to find on uh, Instagram is uh, Blackstone Cherry official? Yes. And, of course, BlackstoneCherry.com will have everything else that anybody needs about your band. Absolutely. Awesome, dude. Uh, have thanks. a great show tomorrow night. Good to see you. Good luck with, uh, with the album release uh, September 29th. That's right.
1: That's and right.
0: Uh, uh, if you guys come to Vancouver, maybe I'll uh, poke you and see if we can hang for a beer. We would love that. We would love All right, buddy. That. Take care, man. Good to see you.
1: May have a good weekend. Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify at ToddCast Podcast.
0: Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of the Go Kid Go Network. Do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes, and inventing? Of course they do. That's why our shows, Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow, are set in Pflugerville, the nonstop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.